We are Chris and Beth Bruno, and this is the Walking With Podcast. God called you to walk with people. He called us to help you. Join us for a conversation at the intersection of theology, psychology, and ministry. Each week, our goal is to replace a little bit of your overwhelm with more confidence in caring for the people you walk with. Welcome back to the Walking With Podcast. Chris and I have been in a series called Amplified, where we are talking about how all of the things that were previously a thing are a bigger thing in lockdown, in quarantine due to COVID-19. The first week we unpacked what we meant by that, and we talked a little bit about our shrinking window of tolerance. Last week we had a friend, a survivor, a fellow therapist join us to talk about the reality of domestic violence being amplified. And this week we are diving into couples in COVID. Chris is joined by our dear friend, our colleague, a fellow therapist with Restoration Counseling, Tracy Johnson. Tracy and her husband, Mark, have been married for more than 30 years and have been in ministry for a good chunk of that time. Mark is a pastor in Texas, and Tracy leads our virtual team, which means she oversees counselors who are literally all across the country providing virtual care to people who are all over the world. She does a lot of our marriage intensives, sometimes alongside of Chris, and so it was only natural that she come on and talk a little bit about what is going on for couples in COVID. She and Chris will unpack a little bit about what we're experiencing in our own marriages, in our own homes, and then help you that walk with others, think through some things that might be helpful for couples in this time. You'll want to stay tuned to the very end because they're going to unpack something that we have been working on behind the scenes that we are so excited to announce and to launch this month. And you're going to want to stay to the very end because I'm going to tell you how to join that with a coupon code. So stick around. I hope this is helpful. Here's Chris and Tracy. So Tracy, in this time of COVID right now, um, I'm experiencing both personally and also with a lot of people that I'm working with, that there is this amplification in their marriage. And so I'm wondering if, you know, if you could say a few things of what you're experiencing in that and what you're seeing amongst the people that you're working with. I, my first thought is like, which category? Amplified? <laughs> There's, there have been some positive amplifications. So uh, I have kids that live in two other states and uh, the connection with them is actually greater right now. Mm-hmm. So that's been an amplification that has felt sweet and good mm-hmm. as we Zoom for Easter Sunday meal together, as we do uh, happy hours. So we've been doing that. Um, that's been great amplification in other spaces when I think about inside my four walls with the people living here with my kids I have two a 13 and a 15 year old Mm -hmm. and um homeschooling was something I I have 
said no to for 30 years. And, you know, I have to just add this to another one of the things I don't get to say no to in my life. I thought it was a no, it's actually a yes. So the tension with them is amplified. What they're needing from me is amplified. Mm-hmm. So the amount, the, the engagement, the type of engagement, and, uh, and then both of them emotionally and psychologically, what they need is, uh, is certainly amplified. So my extrovert is, has her extroverted needs that are, uh, you know, not getting met and can't get met. And then my 15 year old is more of my introvert. She's a creative and all these people in the house is like squeezing into her space mm-hmm. and so I'm watching something different with her and and that impacts my husband and I yeah. so you know uh, conflict between us is amplified what we want to do about all that <laughs> <laughs> you know we have different ways uh, we have different ways of approaching our kids and that can be such a good thing all couples do yeah and in this season of quarantine where there's tension in that is is certainly amplified yeah so let's talk specifically about what is being amplified in marriages and in relationships right now in this COVID season and you just mentioned that the same thing is happening here at our house and then just the the marriages uh the relationships that i'm counseling right now there is the sense of this um either stretching like things are getting too thin Mm-hmm. Or uh, that there's this like smashing that is happening. Just people are being smashed together in ways. And, and for me, it, it just feels like the um, marriages right now, though we are spending more time together, are actually feeling some tensions that they've never had to navigate before. Um, well, and even just, I, I, I had a, a, a couple that I talked to just last week and they said, you know, there's no place to go cool off. There's no, when they do have conflict there, um, you don't, where do you go to get away from the other person? And so, and how do you, where do you find a place to sit and have a spousal conflict resolution conversation? If you've got four kids in the house with you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I mean. The stretching is that we're too thin. There's no place to go. And we're all together in the same room all the time. And I feel like, you know, those things that pre-COVID, the things that were issues in a marriage were, uh, for a lot of marriages, like manageable. They were things that, you know, at some point in our marriage, we should probably address these things. We should probably do, you know, I want something more in this area. But for the most part, with the distractions of work and kids and soccer and and all the things that just fill our lives with the busyness, that's, it, it doesn't bubble up as like this crisis situation that I need to do, I need to address this right now. That's the pre-COVID. We found some way to autopilot in relationship. Um, but now that just the situation that you said, there's no space for spousal conversations. There's no space to go. We can't go anywhere. The things that were small before are just, as we've talked about here, amplified now. That I can't get away from that little splinter that I had before. Now it is a giant wound. Um, well, and I, you know, pre-COVID, 
I, I think oftentimes the catalyst for seeking, like we need help or something's not well, was money, right? And so, well, the money's the problem. Mm. So if we just make more money or we just manage our money better, then these other things would go away. And I can remember mm -hmm. uh, at a training seminar once, the instructor telling us like, money is never your problem, mm -hmm. right? Money is this, this spotlight that just, it shines a light on what's already there. And I think that that's true about what we're experiencing now also, because the, I think the, um, I'm going to use the word danger. Maybe that's a bigger word, but I think that the danger, it could be that, well, we'll be okay if we can just get out, we can just get beyond the pandemic. If we can just come out of quarantine, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. But I think what I would want to tell couples is the reality is that quarantine has just put a big spotlight on what's already there. It's not creating new issues. It's just amplifying issues that were already there. Mm -hmm. And, um, and if you wait thinking, well, we'll just wait till we're on the other side and everything's going to be okay. Um, you're going to want to try and go back to normal, yeah. whatever normal was. <laughs> and I, I think there's a unique opportunity right now, actually for couples who want to take advantage of it to look at what's being put in the spotlight and, and, start moving for something better mm -hmm. in the midst of just what's real. So this isn't, I'm not talking about like, Oh, I wrote a book during COVID and I got my house all organized. It, it's not that kind of energy. I I'm talking more about an energy that says, Oh, wow, this is real. And what if we don't run from it or numb it or get busy, mm -hmm. but this time, this time we, we do. Yeah, what if we actually address it? What if we actually do something about it? And I, I love that, that this is actually a great opportunity for a lot of couples. Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel like it though, right? We're tired, no. stressed, we're anxious. The whole money thing is, is, you know, the, the economy, it doesn't feel like a time to work on your relationship. And yet <clears throat> I love the idea of, what you said about money being the spotlight as you said that and other things are being revealed now they were already there um, but now we can see them more clearly almost like that light was transformed into a, like a black light right where you now can see things differently than you could before they were already there but and if we now know what we need to work on because of the covid situation what a great what a great thing to to work on it now well Maybe maybe you need some tools that you needed before, but you just really need them now. You just really need them now. Yeah. You just really need them now. I mean, mm -hmm. um, I, uh, I've been going back through um, with some of the couples that I'm working with, going back through some of my materials from a, a training I did recently and, and like, oh, yeah, that's a really good idea. I, I could do that with Mark. I could go have that <laughs> conversation with my husband right now. Um, and, you know, I mean, it's a tool, like, I know it, it's a resource, but it's been sitting in my notebook on my shelf. And so I'm pulling out for another couple realizing, yeah. ooh, this is a good resource for us. Yeah. And in that recognizing my own sense of depletion 
from the resources that I feel like I have access to internally. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, thankful I have that notebook on my shelf. But I think other couples are experiencing some of that too. I was uh, in a conversation this morning um, with a gal who was saying that last week she noticed, she called it COVID brain. She's like, I think it's going to be a thing, you know, like pregnancy brain or chemo brain or like, you know, Corona brain. I think that's what she called it, Corona brain. But she just said, you know, this sense last week that she couldn't do things Mm -hmm. that are just really normal. Mm -hmm. You know, like even just sitting and thinking through, you know, what are the things she's going to feed her family this week? Mm-hmm. Or, a, mm-hmm. you know, a Sudoku. Is that how you say it, Sudoku? I don't know. Like that, you know, that you would do on your phone or whatever. So I think that's happening too, is that maybe, maybe things that we had access to that helped us maritally yeah. before, those, those feel like I can't find those. Right. Right. And why did I marry this person anyways? Maybe this whole thing was a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even like you right now. I don't even like you. (laughs) What was I thinking? (laughs) I wouldn't even have a friend right now, let alone you, right? Um, And I, you know, you say, you say Corona brain, and I think there's Corona marriage, and there's something about this season that is bringing out things in marriages that are just our Corona, like we've we've been saying, they've been there before, but they're amplified because of Corona and the Corona marriage. What will your Corona marriage look like? Uh, And what would you like to do with it? And, and your friendship. Mm -hmm. Right. What I I think that's another, I think that's a a piece of what's uh, getting lost for us right now is you know what is it what does it mean to be friends with my spouse um, when i we never we're never not together <laughs> i you know i my cl- my closest friends like i maybe talk to them on the phone once a week mm-hmm. and and i'm not talking about a lot of people i'm mm-hmm. talking about a couple of people you know and i would have said mark and i Mark and I are, uh, are high level communication. And so it would be rare for us. And this has been the pattern of our marriage to go all day without talking to one another. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, we, we, and I think you and Beth are the same way. Like, yeah. you know, we text back and forth, we talk, yeah. like we're high mm-hmm. level communicators. And, and right now running out of things to say that, uh, that don't come with some level of energy mm-hmm. to them. So Beth and I, over the last, you know, several months have gotten into the habit, and this is pre-COVID, right? We got into the habit of our morning rituals. We found about a half an hour where we could sit down when the, the kids would be off, you know, going to school and work hadn't yet started. And so there was this window of time of, 30 minutes of sitting down at the kitchen table and just having coffee and talking and just talking about us, talking about the kids, talking about the day and whatever. And now it feels like that 30 minutes, we're still trying to do that just so we have some connect. But even this morning, kind of sitting down and going, well, I I just talked with you for about six hours. (laughs) So I don't, between then. You have nothing to say. 
don't have more to actually contribute to this. Like, how'd you sleep? You know, like <laughs> that kind of stuff. Um, so oh my gosh. Like there's, we're trying to be friends and we're trying to still be married. Right. Um, and, you know, there's the friendship that's being challenged right now, as you said, and being transformed. Um, you, you know, the spousal conversation right now, like what does that look like? Um, we've got teenagers in the house and it feels like they are in every room we're in all the time. And the only way to get space is to go into our bedroom and close the door, which then I feel the like guilt of, I don't want to be with you towards my kids. And yet we need to have our own space, you know, well, for and us. Yet I, and, I, and I don't want to be with you. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> back to the six hours and it makes me think that makes me think about you know another rhythm that has changed for us being uh what sex looked like for us when we had young children Mm -hmm. so uh you know preschool toddler elementary age and uh what foreplay and preparation around that that was one season of life right because the kids are ever and always around and and for me i would feel like they're constantly needing something from me yeah and uh and then you know and then we could you kind of come up out of that now you know we have all of these children so clearly i've like you know rolled through a lot of different stages and we're not going to unpack all of that but we're back in a different stage again because we're all in this house together and i think you were just describing that you know in your house too and so uh what what it looks what what sex looks like what your conversations what your rhythms were before you were quarantined together um and, and what the rhythms will be coming out and where, where do you go talk about that? I mean, that's a really difficult and that's a pretty difficult and charged conversation for most of us all Just the time anyways. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. And now it's amplified. Yeah, for sure. Well, on this podcast, we're talking uh, with people and trying to be mindful of people who are walking with others so people in ministry and people um, who are caring for others, counselors. So I want to kind of dive a little bit into a conversation here about what would we say to people who are walking with other couples when, when, when that other couple's tension is rising or when they don't know what to say anymore and, and all that. But then I also just want to create enough space here for, for you as a listener, right? What's going on in your own life too? Right. We don't want to separate. It's all about the other people. It's about us too. Like we've been talking about, it happens in our homes just as much as anybody else's. Mm -hmm. But what, um, let's try to give some practical things of what would we say to someone who's walking with another couple, maybe in a congregation or in a ministry. And we just know that was not a healthy marriage to go into this Corona COVID situation. Mm -hmm. And so we just know that this couple is having you know, this amplified experience, whether we know it or we assume it, um, what, what are some practical things that we would say, we would say to that person walking with them? Um, the first yeah, thing, you, go, ahead, you, go ahead, go ahead. No, you go. You had a first thing. Go. Well, I was going to say the first thing that I would say is that, um, 
what you just said a little bit earlier on let's remember what resources we have already been given and have given. And then to, to come to some space for us to go pull that, that uh, binder off the shelf, that book off the shelf, and spend some time thinking about specifically what those people need because of what we already know about them. What's the story that we know? What do we already hold from that couple? And what are some things specifically that we could go back to in our resource library to then offer to them? And hopefully we've been able to offer them some resources already that we can just remind them to go back to. It's easier to go back to something that you've already learned on some level or reviewed than it is maybe to learn something completely new. So that would be the first thing that I would say is what resources do you already have and can you go bring that couple back to those? I love that idea. Um, I think just on a, you know, on a, maybe a more basic level when you're sitting and, and, and having a conversation either with the couple or with one part, one half, because oftentimes you don't have both of them. You've got one or the other is just to uh, remind them like you like this person <laughs> that you're married to, you know, and right now, you know, sometimes we just need to laugh about it a little bit. Remember, yeah. oh yeah, I do. Remember when I liked you? <laughs> I said that to Mark this morning, actually. <laughs> we kind of had a conflict about something and I walked out in the garage. I'm like, remember when we liked each other? <laughs> but I think that can be helpful mm -hmm. to just light, lighten it just a little bit. And, you know, and, and to tell them, so if you can re-engage with your spouse, from a posture of like, okay, I like you, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, or if I liked you, how would I be hearing what you're saying right now? <laughs> right. right. If I believe that, that we're friends. And I think that would be the next thing that I would like, you know, lean into is just, um, you know, what, what, what are some practical ways that you can help that couple, uh, cultivate friendship? Mm -hmm. Um, and those can be some simple new shared rituals together. So that's a conversation I'm having with some of my couples that I, you know, is working with pre-corona is just uh, sending them on these assignments, you know, to, you know, whatever you drink, tea or scotch or a glass of wine or whatever, you know, sit down and talk about, you know, what, what are the shows that you guys are going to watch together this week? What was a show you watched in the past that you loved and it was funny because it's out there on Hulu or Netflix or whatever. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And just bring that back. Mm -hmm. Bring that back as sort of even just a simple, tangible reminder of, oh yeah, you know what? We do like each other. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, um, and maybe we can get 30 minutes a night at the end of a day where you know we can watch this together and remember that we're going to be okay and right. th those are simple things but uh but i think sometimes uh right now we just need simple yeah great idea and that's what actually one of the things that beth and i have done is to go back to some of the shows that we watched at various portions of our of our marriage that kind of carried us, the characters carried us, or the story, the plot line carried us, or whatever, and there was something that we could lean into there for sure. Well, and I think we're in this season where we're, 
you're, you know, co-parenting is a whole, like we've taken parenting to a whole different level <laughs> yes. because whatever your rhythms were before, whether you sort of, you know, had a traditional setup and your wife, you know, did most of the cooking and, you know, you went to work and, you know, whatever. Well, now we're all together. And so I, I think there's a space there to sit as a couple and, and take ownership over that and say, all right, so like together, let's decide. Like, what are we going to eat this week? And decide that together. And maybe one of the things that we're doing is we're, we've chosen some restaurants that are near where we live, mm -hmm. that are uh, uh, like locally owned. And we're wanting to make sure that those people stay in business. Mm -hmm. And so that's another conversation that we're having is, okay, what's it going to be this week? And we're letting the kids be involved in that with us too. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, some of those things can just uh, bridge what starts to feel like a chasm between you. And, and there may be some deeper, bigger issues and probably are that have to be talked about. Those conversations are going to go better though, if we've start, we've started to at least build that bridge of like kind of some friendship and camaraderie and we've restored a little bit of that trust in some of these simpler ways. Yeah. If that's in place, that kind of provides a scaffolding that I think can then start to hold maybe the harder conversations. Yeah. And I think too, so you said the word simple a little while ago. It feels to me, especially as someone who's walking with a couple, to um, maybe make those simple recommendations. Yes. That I feel like the conflicts, the, the parenting, the homeschooling, the money, the, this just COVID stress, whatever, they feel so big and it feels to me that it's important as we're walking with other couples just to remind us and remind, remind us and remind them, like, let's just do some real simple things, right? Let's find a route in the neighborhood that we're going to walk and let's do that walk every day. That's a real simple thing. And to go to what you're saying is to build the friendship where we're not talking about a lot of those big, heavy, weighty you know, marital conflicts or issues that are coming up, but let's just go for a walk and let's observe what we see. Let's, let's talk about the neighborhood. Let's talk about the neighbors. Let's talk about the flowers that we're seeing come up in spring. Let's talk about the, the birds that we're listening to. And, you know, again, kids can be involved in this, but let's just simplify it into some, some rhythms that create space for us to be friends. Right. I feel like too, the other, the other thing is a, as someone who's walking with another um, is to remember that we are so the present right now has become so powerful, big, dangerous was your word earlier. It's, it feels like the present is really big and we don't have a sense of the past and we don't have a sense of the future. Mm -hmm. And the thing, what you did, you know, in the garage going to Mark and saying, Hey, remember when we liked each other? I think if we can, if we can help ourselves and then also the others that we're working with to remember the past and remember the, remember the vacation that you had and remember fifth grade graduation uh, with our, you know, son or daughter. And what was that like at that time? And to maybe pull out some of the photo albums and pull out some of the things that remind us that, that we have been in spaces where there was goodness. And it's not that there's no goodness now, but to remember that there was so that we can remember that there is now too. 
Well, what was interesting, Mark and I went for a walk last week and, uh, you know, our oldest daughter's like, you know, she's almost 31. And, and I said to Mark, I said, you know, if this had happened when Katie mm -hmm. was a senior in high school, it, it would have been so bad. Right. for her like in the particularity of who she is and so we walked and and he's like oh my gosh you know because this and this and this and so that was a remembering conversation that he and i had we got home and um and the the girls their two younger ones were actually here and they were facetiming with katie hmm. and we walked in and we and i said I said, dad and I were just talking about if this had happened. She's like, oh man, it would have been so bad. Mm -hmm. And she said, I've been thinking about that. And that's why I sent Ellie, my youngest, Katie sent her a fun gift last week. But that's that remembering piece, right? Mm -hmm. that, that helps bring us back into the present mm -hmm. in a way that is both grounding mm -hmm. and I think tangibly hope-filled. Yes. Right, and gives us like, oh, and I, I could do this because of that. Right. Or and that, make that or whatever. Yeah, and those are all possibilities. Um, yes. So, and that brings me to, right, what I said about the present being so big and we forget the past and there was goodness there that we can bring into the present. But I also think one of the things of this like unknowing time frame and unknowing space of, how long is this gonna go on and what is gonna happen and how are we gonna dig ourselves out of this economy situation and all that, this unknowing length of the present also creates a space where we forget that there is a future. Uh, and before jumping into the podcast, we were talking and you said something uh, about fantasy and dreams. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another thing that we can bring uh, ourselves and our couples to. Can you say more about that? Yeah. Well, so we were talking about what does it mean when I think about dreaming, I had a friend once who said to me, he's like, you know, dreaming is about what you're willing to believe for. Mm -hmm. Fantasy is just an escape from reality. And, uh, and dreaming was hard for me. But when I started to think about it that way, like, what am I, what am I willing to uh, dream of, want, that I'm willing to sacrifice something? bleed for it a little bit to make it happen. And so um, that can certainly be post pandemic or after the quarantine and, you know, and maybe you're, you know, I, I don't know whether it's, uh, you know, plans you're gonna make for the picnic that you're gonna go on or the park that when it reopens, you wanna take your family to, right? And you could be having those conversations or, is it, uh, you know, okay, so our resources are limited, but you know, we really do, like we love that one place and that, you know, for us, it's this place called the Oast House and they have these bacon beignets and they only serve them on Sundays and they're, they're doing takeout. And so we can't do it every week, but like, okay, let's not do this, this, and this because we're gonna get like 20 bacon beignets. <laughs> <laughs> like gorge ourselves on them next Sunday. Brilliant. Right. But so, yeah. so what are you, what are you willing to bleed for? Fantasy is like, you know, if only this wasn't happening and I would be on a yacht somewhere in the South Caribbean 
drinking Dom and, you know, wearing a bikini because I'm also a size two now. I like, that's not real. That's not a dream. That's not dreaming. That's fantasy. Um, and that's not helpful. Yeah. So as we, um, as we talk about the amplification of the problems, the issues that were things before COVID now are even bigger things during COVID and the, during the pandemic, I think, you know, the, the part that I want to bring to our listeners here is like there is hope even in the midst of where we are with regard to relationships because it actually opens the door for us to do some of the work that we could have and maybe should have been doing before but now maybe have the opportunity in a unique way to do now. We see it, we know it, we experience it in a different light than we did before and so now to me, the question is, so now what would we like to do with what we know now? What has become so apparent in our marriages now? What would we like to do with that? And, and if you believed that it was a place of hope, I was just talking yeah. with one of our other counselors this morning about hope and, uh, and the valley of the shadow of death or the valley of acre. And in Hosea, when, when uh, she is like lured out into the desert, right? It's into the, it's into this hopeless place and it's out there that she realizes like everything is terrible. And we talk about that, that, that then, you know, that a door of hope gets provided there, mm -hmm. but that's not what it actually says. The desert Valley itself becomes the place of hope. It becomes Hope. So that's what you're saying. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. If we look around and go, okay, this feels desolate and barren and like, I just don't want to be here. Get me the heck out. Yeah. Um, we're not going to do the hard work, but if we believe, if we believe yes. that, that God is not absent in the midst of this pandemic mm -hmm. um, and this hard space that we're in, in our marriage and what the lights, all the rocks and the stuff that we can see doesn't, it's not hopeless. Mm -hmm. This could be the very ground where something hopeful is birthed. Yes. And grows. Yes. Yeah. I was talking with somebody earlier uh, as well about how God uses the wilderness as a place of refining and actually reorienting us back to himself and to others, uh, and to ourselves, right? That the wilderness is this reorientation space after some level of disorientation. And I feel like many of us are in that disorientation space and will we let it become a reorientation space? That I think is the question. So, so let's talk a little bit, Tracy, about something that you and I have cooked up. Yeah. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited about this. Uh, it's something that have been wanting to do for a long time, and yet this unique, this unique space of the pandemic felt like <clears throat> we just wanted to, to make sure that this was available, that this was happening, that we uh, invited people into this, that if people do have a, uh, a hope that we will not stay in the wilderness, that you're, you know, like you're talking about, that that desert that has been entered is actually the doorway to hope. We wanted to create a space where people could actually begin to address some of those things they become aware of 
that maybe have been things before, but now are bigger things. Uh, but marriage counseling in the traditional sense is either off the table because we can't get there or it's off the table because we can't afford it. Or maybe it's not that big of a thing that we want to, you know, that big of a crisis we feel that we want to have one-on-one -on -one work. Um, you and I have cooked up something that really kind of fits the bill to help people in this, in this season and even beyond. Um, so I could go on, but I'd love to maybe have, give the floor to you to just share a little bit about what we've dreamt up. Yeah, as we talked about it, what what felt so uh, hopeful and fun to me was that I would want to take this class. Like I can, Mark and I would sign up for this. It would be exactly what we need in this season. So the combination of, uh, you know, what we're going to do the, that first week of the month where you and I are going to have a conversation uh, much like this, probably with a little more direction on something that will be instructive and some teaching and sort of grease the wheels for our couples, um, bringing something to them that uh, we believe will be relevant and helpful to the conversations they need to be having. Yes. And, and then at, at their leisure over the next four weeks of the month, they're going to get you know, a conversation with somebody that we, we view as an expert, a leading expert in relationships that might not necessarily be only marriage, right? It might be in the arena of addiction or self-care or, you know, just something that's going to be beneficial. And we'll ask the questions that need to be asked. Um, I'm excited we're going to do the, uh, the laser coaching, which, you know, I I think that's going to be super fun. Um, 20 minutes, what can we get done? Yeah. Yeah, so all of this is housed in what we've called the Thrive Marriage Lab. It's a virtual space for married couples to connect on a regular basis where they're getting uh, both the teaching and discussion and engagement, as well as some kind of virtually us pulling off our shelves the things that we want to be sure to get into the hands of people and packaged in a way that makes it really applicable to a married couple who wants to do this kind of work uh, anyway. And now, you know, we have the space to do that virtually. So I'm super excited about it with the teaching and the discussion and the laser coaching where you and I are one-on-one -on -one with a couple and we're, we're getting down deep into something and then see even some other, you know, guides and questions and suggestions and all of that that's going to be all housed in this, what we're calling the Thrive Marriage Lab. Uh, so we would love to have our listeners participate with us and, uh, and then anybody that you feel might benefit from this, people that you're walking with, mm -hmm. who you could say, hey, check this out. This is something that would be helpful for you in this season, uh, you know, we would love for, uh, for people to do that. So I'm super excited about it and we'll have more information about that. Um, but Tracy, as, as we close today, what would be, uh, you know, one piece or one thing that you would want couples who are living right now in what feels like, uh, a friendless, a loveless, uh, I don't want to be extreme in that, but you know, less friendly, less lovely space with their spouse, what would be one thing you would want to say to that couple? I, I think I would want to say, um, can, you, can you access a place in your heart 
um, where you feel tender. And maybe it's even just tender towards something that your spouse did that hurt you in this last week. Mm. Could you access that place? Let yourself feel that. And, and then, then take the risk maybe of, of coming with some vulnerability, imagining that that tender place inside of you um, collided with something that also hit a tender space inside of your spouse. Mm -hmm. And that maybe, maybe there's a conversation that's available for the two of you. Mm -hmm. um, because something, something's getting hit right now in both of you. It's the tender places in us that are getting poked and prodded at. Mm -hmm. um, but, but somebody's got to go first. Somebody's got to go first. And so if you can risk that vulnerability for me, it was, it was a little bit of that that sent me to the garage. Like, remember when we liked each other? Because ultimately like, I don't feel like you like me very much. Right now. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's where I would go as my final thing is yes, to access that tender spot of what has, how your spouse has hurt you. But faith is drawn from the past in order to enter our future. And so let's remember not only what happened in how I was hurt and be tender towards that and maybe believe that there could be something tender in our spouse around that same thing. But let's also remember where we have been with this person, what we have done with this person, how God has led us, what our love has looked like, uh, how our, what our friendship has looked like in the past. Right. And then let's also maybe hold that faith in order to develop some hope for the future that it doesn't, it can actually be, be that again and maybe even better, right? For sure. To, to enter into that vulnerable place. So, for sure. yeah. For sure. Well, thanks so much for being on uh, the Walking With podcast today. It's yeah. been great to talk with you. Well, friends, I hope that you found that helpful for either your own marriage or for those that you walk with. I wanted to just jump on here and give you a few more details about the Thrive Marriage Lab. Go to www.restorylabs.com forward slash thrive to see all of the details of what Chris and Tracy were talking about. This is a marriage experience, a membership experience for couples who know they want more, who know that there is still more for their marriage. They want enrichment. They want consistency. You've already been growing and working on your relationship. Perhaps you've gone to a marriage conference, but, but you want more than just one weekend each year or every five years. You want to do more than just read a book. You know that you could benefit from some input from a wise counselor and coach, but you don't really need monthly marriage counseling or weekly marriage counseling. Well, this is for you. We have created a week-by-week -week membership experience where you receive all of that and more. And so you can find all the details at restorylabs.com forward slash thrive. We are launching on May 3rd. And so this is our soft opening launch. And so for you, our podcast listeners, we want to offer a coupon code. When you go and subscribe to become a monthly member, use the coupon code podcast to receive 20% off. That's 20% off a monthly membership, which is 
typically going to be $97 a month for now. That's our opening rate. You can get 20% off of that when you become a member in the next few weeks. So use the coupon code podcast. Um, Go to restorylabs.com forward slash thrive to find out more and choose intentionality, choose depth, choose kindness and tenderness for your relationship this year. And feel free to share this with some people in your care as well. We want to serve and love on on folks right now. And this is one of the best ways that we knew how to do it. So thanks so much for listening and for being a, a faithful listener. Don't forget to go to iTunes and subscribe so you never miss an episode and leave a rating or review if you would. That just continues to bump us up uh, for people to see. Thanks for walking with others the way you do. We'll see you same time, same place next week.